Hello, good day, and welcome to our online worship service. Welcome to Victory. We exist to honor God and make disciples. Today, we're starting a mini-series, just two weeks, about our campus ministry. Uh, what we do in the campus, we believe, as a movement, that this is our crown jewel. This is something really dear and important to us. And earlier on, you probably saw a video showing our campus manifesto, and in that video, probably saw a familiar face. You probably saw Gerard. He is one of our campus missionaries. And you, you saw the other campus missionaries as well and our youth pastor, Pastor Jed de Guzman, as well. So my, my, the reason why I'm, I'm mentioning their names, uh, do keep them in prayer. As we go through the series, you'll, you'll see how important their work is as campus missionaries. And so keep them in prayer, but at the same time, it's through this series that we're hoping that we would grasp something. We would grasp that the importance, not just of the next generation, all right, but the importance of a collaboration between us, all right, our generation. Uh, if you're a boomer, if you're a Gen Xer like me, go 90s. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, our prayer is that we see the, how we could actually collaborate, and that's why this, this, the, this um, uh, series is called Generation We. Because, you know, we are all children of God. God doesn't favor one generation to the other. We're all recipients of God's grace and strength to be renewed each day and to preach the gospel wherever it may be. Now, and that's, what I'm, that's why it's so important that as we realize that, that we collaborate and support each other and each generation. To accomplish the mission of God. Speaking of collaboration between generations, uh, I'd like to show you a picture right here. And what you're seeing now is a picture of our Leadership 113 students, particularly um, those, uh, the leaders from the 5 p.m. Uh, online worship service, all right? And what they did here was that they had an initiative to come up with a talk to minister to the students of St. Stephen's College college and i don't know if you noticed but uh, you see in the photos um, a variety of people not just uh, i mean people from different generations all right and jensina well of course we want to say thank you to ark mamurik all right who used to be a campus missionary here you probably still remember him because he used to serve in this uh, particular online worship service hello ark if you're watching thank you um he gave a talk on um he gave a talk on um, self-esteem, right, and how, and all that. And also with him, you see Darwin was there, Mylene, Twinkle, Sarah, Sam, Laika. If there's anyone else I failed to mention, I'm sorry, but I'm just so proud of this team because they're, they're coming from different age groups, and yet they came together to minister to students, to minister to students. And by the grace of God, 39 of those students gave their lives to Christ. And that just happened this week. And what an amazing thing. I don't know about you, if, that was, if, if we were here, I'd ask us all to clap our hands because really, that is worth celebrating. But what's beautiful there is the collaboration between each generation. And so, uh, my prayer is that as we end this series, we'd all do that. We'd see the importance of collaboration between generations. So we end the so-called generation war, if ever there is one. Right? Well, well, yeah, there is for, uh, for some people. 
but we would rather help one another to do the mission of God. Amen? So for this afternoon, I'd like for you to open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 40. We're going to read verse 27 to verse 31. We're going to go through verse 27 to verse 31. Again, Isaiah 40, verse 27 to 31. We're going to go through that, through this sermon. All right? If you're ready, please type the word Bible, all right, on the comment section. All right? That's right. There you go. Just type it. If you have the scriptures ready, it's really good. As I always say, to have the scriptures right before you as you go through the preaching of the word. So if you have the Bible, your Bibles ready, let's pray. God, we thank you. Thank you for this new series of ours. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you speak to us and show us how we could be involved in adding value to the next generation. How can we collaborate with them and humble us too that, to know that we could actually learn a thing or two from them as well. So Lord, thank you. Holy Spirit, we ask for you to keep us tuned in to the preaching of your word. Regardless of what we're going through, this ECQ has probably given us so much concerns. Probably some of us here are sick. I pray for healing, but at the same time, I pray that we tune in to your word. That no, our circumstance won't stop us from accomplishing the mission of God. For you are far greater. You're far greater than the sickness. You're far greater than... Than, than the quarantine that we have. And that's why we want to follow you no matter what season we're in, no matter what we're going through. And so keep us tuned into your word. For you love the next generation. And we want to love whatever you love. We want to do whatever you want us to do. So Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. In Isaiah chapter 40, in verse 27, it says this. Or Isaiah throws a question, all right? Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. See, Isaiah here, he heard. He heard the cries of his people. I don't know how he did it. Maybe he spoke to a few of them. And maybe as he was addressing a people, Probably he was able to get a common, a common question, a common issue that this group of people have. Because again, he was addressing a nation, the whole nation. Why do you complain, Jacob? And again, Isaiah here speaking as a prophet. It wasn't like he did a survey to find out what these people are going through. Probably he heard it from them, but probably God revealed it to him as well. Probably. Probably God revealed it to him that God knows their cries. God knows what they're going through. God knows their complaints. And what we see here are apparently, in, at least in this verse, God, through the prophet, was saying, I know that they're complaining. And I know that they feel that their causes is disregarded. And so God, through the prophet Isaiah, asks, why? Why are you going through this? So much concerns with the nation of Israel at that time. But here's one thing amazing to know. That God knows our concerns. Imagine Isaiah being the prophet 
that he is speaking to Israel as the voice of God, declaring God's word. And people are like, wow, how did, this must be God. Because how did they know that this was, this was what's really going on in our hearts? And at the same manner, as, as we go, as we try to relate this to our relationship with the next generation, I think one thing we need to learn here is we need to learn how to know and understand what's going on in the hearts of our young people. I mean, I know that we know their behaviors. I, know, I, I think we're hyperly aware about their behaviors. And some people from the older generation, from my generation and even the older ones, they're probably shocked that, why, why are they like this? You know, this generation, they're, they're, so, they're, so, um, uh, they're so expressive and they share all their thoughts on social media. And, you know, probably us, the older generation, probably we're, 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 we're baffled at how uh, and, and surprised on how these young people behave with regard to, you know, especially the social media age. And I was thinking to myself, if, if, if in my time, which was a long time ago, in my time when I was young, okay, <laughs> um, if we had social media then, right? We didn't even have internet during the time when I was college. Or did I? I can't remember even, see? If I had access to social media, would I also do the same? And so I, I, I just, in my opinion, I think that we're quick to judge the young people, how they are, because we forget that at one, once upon a time, we were like them. <laughs> it's just that they have social media now and they're able to vent it uh, there. And of course, you know, there's a way to guide them through that. But I believe once upon a time, we had the same concerns. We had the same frustrations. There were hope, times of hopelessness as well, you know, growing up, just facing, you know, the real world and facing the ACADs, all the schoolwork that has, you, you have that, you have your ACADs, you have your family issues, and you have the nation's issues before you. And I, I realized maybe, just maybe, maybe I do the same, I don't know. Who knows, right? But the point is this, we need, we need empathy. We need empathy towards this generation. See, God here knows. He spoke through Isaiah the emotions the concerns, what was going on, all right? And sometimes we know so much, but we're stuck there. And, and, and what happens is that we start comparing ourselves or we start putting them down or looking down on the next generation. My appeal is that let's have empathy because we can. Because at one time in our lives, we were students. We were college students too, right? Empathy, so important. This is what we, the older generation, need to have and even more in order for us not to talk down on them, but rather help them. Let's understand them because maybe there are things we know. There are things we know that can help them, right? There are things we know that can help them. And verse 28 says this, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and His understanding no one can fathom. I don't know, maybe Isaiah shifted here to Isaiah just speaking, 
and proclaiming who God is. And there's value that Isaiah being an elder in his community, all right? Isaiah being an elder in his community, he knew something about God. So when he knew through a revelation about what the people were feeling, he did not end by just saying, why are you like that? Why do you keep complaining? And then leaves. No. He says, why are you, why are you complaining? Why are you hopeless? And then he addresses, this, addresses the situation by telling them something he knows. Something he knows that would minister to their anger, their frustration, their hopelessness. And what was that? What did he know? It was what he declared. The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can fathom. Wow. Maybe, just maybe, instead of us older generation just complaining about them, even calling them names and labeling them, let's end that generation war. Let's, you know, let's... Rather, instead of, if we know something like that, then maybe we need to let them know who this God is. Maybe we need to reach out to them and tell them about the power and the might and the character of this God whom we have. Because really, this God, uh, what, what this, these students rather, they're going through so much, right? They are tired, weary, Hopeless. I'm not saying all students are like that now in these times, but all of them can relate to this idea of being tired, weary, and even hopeless. Again, not all of them, but many of them are challenged, are feeling this way. And so they don't need us to just look down on them, talk down on them, and, but they need us, the older generation, to encourage them. And, and what do we encourage them with? We encourage them by proclaiming that God is the everlasting God. He is the creator, a God who will not grow tired or weary, and whose understanding no one can fathom. Now, to the degree that we know this, the older generation, okay? To the degree that we know this to be true in our own lives, will be the degree of compassion to reach out to them and would be the degree of our conviction in, in, in pursuing or persuading, persuading them to put their hope in God. So first, we need to be convinced. Are you convinced, church, that God is an everlasting God, that He is a creator? If you are, put an amen right there in the comment section. Are you convinced? Are you convinced that He's a God who doesn't grow tired or weary? Are you convinced that He has Wow, wisdom that no one can fathom, understanding that no one can fathom. Now, to the degree that you understand that, that you know that, would be the degree that you'd have the compassion to share it to a young person who's struggling and the conviction, the conviction as well. Now, aside from declaring those attributes of God, there are two things I see here that we, as the older generation, can, can share to these young people. Again, I mentioned there's 
you know, when I, when I got to speak to a college student and another one, I, I, and, and I hear, you know, when, when we, we pastors talk, or the common thing we hear is them saying this phrase, I'm tired. And so, what we can, here are two things that from the scriptures that I see that we could exhort to them that would minister to them, them be those, those students who are tired, weary, and hopeless. Two things. The first is this, God gives strength. God gives strength. Verse 29 says this, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Wow. He gives strength to the weary. Now, the strength we're talking about here, at least if you look at the original word for, uh, original meaning rather for the word strength right there, is a protective kind of strength. One that enables endurance and perseverance during tough times. That kind of strength. Not more the if offensive kind of strength, but the enduring kind, the protective kind. A more defensive one. And see, our young people are being bombarded really by a lot of things. And they need strength. And we need to, to tell them that they can find that kind of strength in God. Because God gives such strength. Strength to overcome. Strength to endure. Strength to persevere. Now, as we proclaim this truth about God, that He gives this strength, Okay? And encourage them to go to Him and ask for it. We're teaching them that, you know, that kind of strength you don't have to strive for. The kind of strength you, you just comes when you humble yourself before God. Because there's, there's, there's so much comparison among them going on right there that when they look at someone's Instagram picture and you know, they just want to strive and be a better person and all that, that's really tiring. That's exhausting. That, rob, that, that sucks out the energy in them. Just competing and trying to strive to be strong and, and, and be better and be good. Strive to be the strong man. Don't show your weakness. But we, that's why... That's what we're telling them. When we tell them to ask for strength from God, we're, in effect, we're teaching them that really, it is our, the strength we have comes from Him. And God doesn't grow weary. He doesn't get tired. And He gives us. He's willing to give us strength, as verse 29 says. And you know what, what's amazing? The, a paradox that's, that's amazing is that in our weakness, he makes us strong. He gives us strength. That His strength is perfected in our weakness. This is something that we must teach this young generation. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says it, But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. See, God delights in taking situations where our strength is lacking to demonstrate His great power. So that we won't boast that it was because of us. Instagram, boom. No. We would boast 
on God's strength, on God's power, and testify that He can make us strong. And we want to share that knowledge to the young people, that they don't need to strive. They don't need to compete for attention. They don't need to keep, you know, pushing it and stressing themselves and pushing themselves too hard. They don't need to feel bad that they feel bad. It's okay to not be okay, right? For as long as you go to the Lord, because He can make you more than okay, right? So again, we need to teach them to find strength in God, because God gives strength. Second thing that we can learn, God renews strength. He doesn't just give, but He renews. Look at verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. See, God doesn't just give strength to be protected against weariness and hopelessness. He is faithful to renew that as well. He is faithful to renew that as well. As well. And why does, why does strength need to be renewed well? Because challenges keep coming, don't they? Right? We still live in a fallen world. Like, look at us right now. We're, we're back to ECQ, right? Um, many would probably lose opportunities to earn in this period. And so, really, we need to teach our next generation that when that strength runs out, God can renew their strength. God can renew their strength. And the thing about it is this. God renews strength because, uh, like I mentioned, the challenges just keep coming. But also, not only does He do that, because, you know, challenges also come in. New challenges come and present themselves. But also, God wants us to face. God wants us to face our battles. This is something that we must teach the next generation. Though we're there to encourage them, to guide them, your children, your nephews, or a, a college student that you know, though we're there for them, at the end of the day, they will have to slay their own giants at some point. They will have to slay their own giants. And the thing about it is, as young as they are, God can give and renew their strength so that they could slay their giants, not run away from them, not run away from their battles. God, and this is possible because we are all victorious in Christ. Whether you're young, whether you're old, and we have to have that mindset as well. Uh, we should believe in them, believe that they can, they can do it. As they put their hope in God, as they humble themselves towards God, as they, they, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, they're comforted, strengthened. Listen, they can, they can, not just face their battles, but even win. But there's a big if there. The, the big if is this. And this applies to the giving of God's strength, God giving His strength, or the renewal of the strength. The big if is this, if you hope in the Lord. And then let's go back to that verse 31, no? 
but those who hope in the Lord. That's the qualifier there. As we hope in the Lord, strength will be renewed. Strength will be renewed. And see, hope is challenged for these young people, or many of them, not saying all, but most of them, many of them. Hope is being challenged, especially in times like these. Um, I'm taking a course right now, so I'm basically a student, <laughs> back to being a student, all right? And now I feel what they feel. I'm, I'm, I'm on my laptop for, what, eight hours, sometimes ten hours, all right, in, in one particular day, just every Saturdays. And, and I'm just there listening to the professor. The professor is trying his best to, to deliver his lectures, but you see, it's difficult, you know, facing the laptop, you know, that it's a different ball game. It's really challenging. It really is. And so we, the older generation, we need to be there for them, to encourage them. Actually, to show empathy and to encourage them. We can help them to have hope in an everlasting, all-powerful, and wise God who loves us and who is faithful to strengthen us. And here's the thing. Here's how we could bring hope. It's because we've, we've experienced so much more. We've experienced more problems, but we've also experienced more deliverance from those problems, right? We've lived longer to see that this God is faithful. And whatever problem they're facing right now, they'll get through it. We've lived longer enough to testify to them. And you know what? That brings hope to these people. Because it's something that's real in our lives. It's something that actually happened. You can't fake it. You're, we're not just teaching them concepts. We're not just teaching them, you know, words here or truths here. But we're telling them, hey, you know what? I, I know how you feel. I've been there. But God came through. See, when it's that real, that brings hope. So then again, brothers and sisters, people of my generation or people older than me, you know what? Let's encourage, let's have empathy and encourage our young people. Let's remember that we were once where they were. Let's build bridges, not walls, by calling them names and looking down on them and, and having engaging in, in a, in a so-called generation war. But rather, let's reach out to a student. Let's encourage and declare the God who gives hope. Let me end with this. Let us bring hope to our youth by applying empathy and encouraging them to believe in a God who gives and renews strength. Let's teach them to find their strength in God. Not on themselves. Not on us or any other person. Let's point them to the source of strength that in times that they need to renew it, they know where to go as well. Lord, thank you for your word. God, thank you for what you're doing in our lives. God, thank you for just this reminder. God, we want to take a moment right now to pray.
pray for every student. Every student, Lord God, whether grade school yan, whether uh, um, uh, uh, high school, uh, senior high, college students, Lord, we pray for them. Lord, we, Lord, we, we, we thank you, God, that you are concerned about their concerns. And Lord, thank you that starting today, there will be more empathy on our part to listen, to hear, to understand what they're going through. Lord, it starts there. It starts when we, like you, we, we, we realize and we, we find out the very core issues that this generation is struggling with. And we, we want to understand and know that, not so we could put them down and look down on them, but so that we know where to come from as, they, as we encourage them. And God, give us the wisdom, give us the clarity that as we encourage them, we encourage them not just from our own experiences or best practices, but we point them to a God who is mighty, a God who is strong, a God who is everlasting, a God who is compassionate, who is wise, a God who gives power to the faint, a God who renews strength, God, thank you. And maybe for us, some of us here today, we, we needed that reminder. Maybe we as the older generation, we're going through stuff. We're really going through. We're tired ourselves. And I pray, Lord God, that we get strength from God or we renew our strength from God today. Lord, I pray for strength for my brothers and sisters right here. The parents, the grandparents, titos, titas, all those watching right now. Lord, thank you for strength upon strength on each one. And I pray for just an abundance of strength that they may, they may minister. They may minister as, as they testify to how God can strengthen us. God, thank you that this will be the same message that we will minister to the young people to put their hope in God despite everything that they're going through. Thank you. Equip, empower, strengthen each one as they reach out to a student this week as they build relationships god thank you give us wisdom as well we thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen and amen thank you for joining us today and um it's really good to um to know that, that we're all here seeking the lord together uh, despite us not being able to meet here as we did in the past few months. Um, we're glad at least that we have a sense of coming together, worshiping God, hearing His Word together. If you're here and it's your first time to, you know, chance upon us, maybe you just chanced upon us online, you want to be connected, you need prayer, you want to know more, you have questions, go ahead and reach out to us. The link is down there below. Or just simply send us a PM if you're watching on Facebook or even if you're watching on YouTube, you could send us a message right there and we'll get in touch with you. All right? So as we leave, let me just pray, to all of, pray this blessing to all of you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.